Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 145 of Beer Another Shit the Podcast. This afternoon, we're in glorious Saint Tite, Quebec, with Microbrasserie Ella Foods with Matthew Brewer. Sir, thank you so much for hanging out. Really appreciate it. Um, this is really cool, man. It's been a, a very interesting day. Um, just hanging out here. We've been here for a bunch of hours now. We took a nice tour with um, it's a Paul Pierre, Pierre Paul, Pierre, Pierre Paul, damn yeah. it, the share master. The, the, yes, how do you say it again? Che? The she, she, C-H-A-I, it means like barrel room in English, yeah, exactly. which is, uh, I think we were talking about that earlier. Um, so that was sick to see all the 500 or so barrels there and try some of the beers uh, and have that all explained. We'll get into that. Uh, then we hung out, we checked out the brewery. So you're there, you guys working on some stuff today. Yeah. We're and getting the castle of Framboise. Nice. Our liquid sex cans. <laughs> she's this little bad boy right here yeah yeah with that fresh one yeah and uh then we're just hanging out we had some uh we had a flight in the brew pub across the street and right now we are coming from the auberge the hostel uh literally like i'm looking at the front door of the pub it's probably seven meters away it's ridiculous uh you can uh philip uh, one of the owners was saying that there's no cars after 11 p.m so he said you can crawl on your knees back here yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I, uh, I thought was a, was a wonderful thing. So, man, thank you so much for hanging out. Oh, um, we're going to get into everything, but which one do you want to do first? We have a bunch here. We don't have to get through all of them, but... Ah, well, what as we did the castle today, I think we should start with that. Let's do it. Some sour raspberry beer. Yes. So, tell us about this one. Saison Sur. Yeah. With raspberry. So, it's uh, sour words. Okay. Uh, with uh, Belgian seasoned yeast in it, and we ferment the raspberry in it for uh, the finish of the fermentation. Okay. So you have the complete uh, raspberry taste, but not like the jam taste. You see, it's right. Uh, it's like subtle. Exactly, the fruit and it's a little bit tart. Okay. Uh, a bit sour also, around two point two pH in that beer. So. Uh, it's very refreshing, and we sell it like liquid sex, like we say. Liquid sex. <laughs> yeah. In something? Western time, they always sell great. You good? I bet it does. Okay, and it's 5.4%. Yeah. Uh, looks beautiful. Looks like liquid sex. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Nice. This is one of the few I'd had before I came here. Um, this is great. Nice. And see, it's um, done with some uh, local raspberry. Local raspberries? Yeah, they come from like 40 kilometers away from here. Mm. So no puree, no. no um, this is a complete raspberry, raspberry that are only pressed, and we add the That's juice. Uh, we only uh, pasteurize the juice, okay, to make sure it's a clean beer, so there's no uh, lacto or bread in the fermenter. That's, That's it. That's the only That's thing it. we do, and uh, it's a whole lot of ch- uh, raspberry in that. So it's like twelve uh, percent of all the liquid. Twelve percent. Yeah. That's pretty solid. So well, that's one of our most expos- uh, expensive beer in cans. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because of the volume of ras- raspberry. Yeah. It's uh, nice and opaque. It smells great. Tons of raspberry vibe. I love it. All right. 
Uh, bro, let's get into your brewing story. How did you get into craft beer and uh, and then brewing? Craft beer and uh, film to it. Yeah. I was 20. <laughs> yeah. You see, I went to uh, university. I had a degree in management. And I didn't know what to do with that. Okay. I totally didn't know. So uh, my, my brother was in uh, Europe at that time. And when I finish uh, my degree, my brand say, okay, we uh, give you a flight ticket. Uh, do you want to go and join your brother there? And when I met him, he was in France. And then we went to Belgium together. Nice. And when I had my first René back, that was when it was like, one wow, was sour this? beer. Yeah. Oh my God, that's insane. I want to do that for all my life. Right. It was like a, a declick change. Uh, change, change everything. Ah, yeah, definitely. So when I came back to Quebec, started to do some home brewing. I started to work in some bars and kitchens to learn a bit about that. And when I saw that the guys about a few were looking for a secretary. Okay. Just apply on that job and I became the secretary for like two seconds, two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I managed a pub for two years after that. And I started brewing after that when Nadex, our first brewer, went to um, paternity uh, oh, vacation. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. it was a pretty went out for six months. So I started brewing at that time in the brewery and I never left after that. That's amazing. And how long has it been yeah. now? Uh, nine year and a half now. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So Joined them in 2010. So. Jeez, uh, you're no G out here. Okay. Yeah. I was not um, one of the founders, but I'm here since the. That's year pretty two, early. So. Yeah. That's very cool, man. It's been a long time. <laughs> where uh, Where are you originally from? Is it from, uh, from Trois Yeah. So it's Trois, yeah. Uh, yeah so it's 50 minutes out from here. 15. That's it. 50. Oh, 50. 50. Yeah. Okay. 50 I was gonna minutes. say because I remember we went through it on the way. Uh, it's like not too far from here. No, that's pretty dope. Nice, man. That's pretty cool. Okay, so we were talking earlier. So there's no, yeah, there's three brewers. Yep. Well, two uh, that brew together. Three brew together, and there's no head brewer necessarily. No, exactly. Uh, but each of you have a, a specialty in the brewery. Yeah. So you are the yeast man. Yeah, most in the yeast. And Alex was the hops guy. Yep. And the third gentleman was yeah. Pierre, and he was Yeah, he's our older hops. brewer. Older guy? Okay. Yeah. So oh, I, I think I, when, did we meet him today, maybe, I think? Yeah, he was yeah. in the brewery today. Yeah, I think I saw him, yeah. And you yeah. see, in the old time, they didn't have the hops or yeast, so he specialized in malt. Like, all right. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah, he used to brew, uh, he used to be a home brewer for now 30 or 35 years, I think. Jesus. Yeah. Real OG, like that's crazy. Yeah, he's got a good time. brain for us. You know, so <laughs> a great brewing history. That's really cool, man. I mean, that that's a really interesting way to separate the uh, responsibilities and, and to sort of instead of making somebody a head brewer, just having all of these like skill sets yeah. kind of like go we together. build all the recipe together. That's great. And I that's fun because that. we had a lot of recipe that we developed uh, among the years because we now have the, the Cacat, which is our session IPA. Yes. But a few years ago, we used to do like session IPA one, session IPA two, three, uh, four. And then we just play with hops, yeast and malts. And we used to do that for a whole lot of beer. And now we set more of the um, the brand, but we, we used to play so much with recipe and build them the tree together. Nice. Caspiar is the last one that joined us for brewing, but he's been here for now six year and a half or seven years. Okay. So, yeah, we, so nice... we have a good brewery team. That's cool, man. That's really yeah. cool. There's another mm. uh, new brewer with us, uh, Junior, but he's um, just starting yet. It's been with us that's for uh, six months only. Six months? So yeah. he's learning, getting all the information. Yeah. And one day he'll get up and uh, join us as a head brewer, maybe. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. Though. How many people in the whole brewing team? And uh, brewing team, we're now um, eight to nine, I would say, depending on the oh. packaging days. Right. But there's not a whole lot of people. Uh, with the new brewery, it's a little bit uh, easier. It's more automated. So uh, right. we're three that brews. 
there's Mark, uh, which is our uh, helper. We do all the um, uh, all the kegging and the uh, when the beer is um, getting out from the fermenter to the uh, carbonation tank. So the all the uh, filtration and everything. So we just uh, specialize in that. Right. And we have a little team that do the canning and the bottling also. Okay. Yeah. That's sick, man. I love it. What a really cool setup. So then the brewery itself, I mean, you came, you said year two. Yeah, it's year two. So do you know the history of the brewery? Like I know there's three founders. Yep. Um, were you able to tell us that story? Yeah. Well, the two founders, they all met in the, at university at the ETS in Montreal. Yes. And uh, Francis had the roommate that was right. a microbiologist. And he showed them how to brew and they started to brew a little bit and they decided to brew a lot more. <laughs> and in, the, in their last year of university, I know that Philip um, just quit his apartment to keep it as a brewing room only. Right. So he went to live with uh, Pierre-Paul and they just started to brew at uh, Philip's apartment and That's they sick. brewed like a hundred of beer there. And then they decided to uh, come and say it because uh, Pierre-Paul is uh, originated from here. Right. Yeah, so they decided to quit Montreal after 10 years there. Uh, Philip is original, originated from Quebec, uh, Francis from Montreal. So they decided to come get out of the city halfway. and come uh, a little country village. Right. <laughs> a lot cheaper. Yeah. In Montreal. Damn. <laughs> um, and uh, they, they started the brewery in uh, 2000, um, 2008. 2008. Okay. Yeah. So it's we started on uh, August 31st. So like 10 days before the Western Festival. No, oh, it's dangerous. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> they never owned a bar in the life. They were never waiters or something like that. So they had to learn the art way. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. Uh, we hear a lot about the Western Festival. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, what does Alafut mean? Like, uh, Alafut, uh, well, it's a uh, play on word in French. Is it like a... being on site or uh, at the edge okay. all the time? So uh, being in front of things. Uh, and it uh, works well for us because we're uh, among the first in Quebec to do some 5-liter kegs and 10-liter kegs for uh, home consumption. But with nice. the um, little system, that, that was the, the base project of the brewery, was to build a like, tap system for uh, house consumption. Right. So very small systems, like two taps for uh, home consumption. And that was the, uh, the, the base project. And then the guy said, oh, well, if we do the system, we should brew beer also. So we started and we were only doing kegs at the beginning. So only five liters and 10 liter kegs, a few 50 liters from some bar just to be able to uh, make uh, some like, you know, uh, yeah, like some get licensee the stuff, get the name out there a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, after a few years, we realized that uh, we're maybe too ahead of our time. So we decided <laughs> to do some growlers. Okay. And then we switched to bottles, uh, the small bottles, the three, uh, 41 millimeters. And then we did some uh, canning, uh, and we were among the first in Quebec to do uh, some cans at uh, such a small volume. Nice. Because when we started canning, we were uh, manually canning. Really? So one was okay. filling the can, the other one was seaming it, and the last one was putting the label on it. Wow. So it took like eight hours a day, three guys, for 80 cases of 24 cans. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was very slow. You no, see, today we did uh, 8,000 cans in... Seven hours. That's, that's two cans. Two different yeah. beers. No, uh, one beer. One beer. One beer. Yeah, that's that was right. a big day, but it's so much easier than in the past. Yeah, years. The wow, man, that's crazy. So okay, sick. So then that was two thousand nine, and then we were talking earlier that the brewery recently, either this year, am I right? Was it last year? You got an update. Last year. 
Last yep. year got the update. So this is uh, yeah, the one we've just been in was the new brewery, yep. like you said, with automators and what, and you 4X'd the size, is that right? Like four times? Uh, yeah, well, we should be able to brew like four to five times uh, what, what we used, used to brew. Yeah. Right, so it makes everything so much easier. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. see, the brew house in the last brewery was um, five barrel. Okay. Now it's 20 barrel. Oh, wow. So, so brewing is way much uh, easier. And uh, now all the fermenters are 20 barrel except two that are 40. That's nice. So now there's only two, uh, two fermenters that we need to brew twice to fill. Not bad. Because when we started on the... Um, the old brewery, we had one 2,000 liter, so we had to brew four times back to back to be to able fill to fill it up. So that took a, a week of, of brewing at the beginning. Because <laughs> we had some uh, hot water problem also. The right. hot water tank was so small that we weren't able to do like back to back batches. Right. But in the years, we built up some stuff and uh, began to optimize our production. But we were still able to do like two brews a day, but the first brewer was starting at seven in the morning and the second started like at noon and finish at midnight and sometimes at two in the morning. Jeez. So it was just a little bit insane. <laughs> too much work for everyone. Yeah, too much brewing for such small amount of beer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Jeez. Well, it's a new day, it's a new era. Um, yep. Definitely looks like you've uh, wrapped that up. I love it. Um, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do more of the cow show? I guess we can come back to that later because we don't want to waste any beer here. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be rude. We'll get to that later. Yeah, exactly. How are you, how are you uh, feeling? Maybe we can go to the Petit Ruel. Yeah. Petit Ruel is our uh, kombucha inspired beer. Okay. It's very low in alcohol. That's and it's, uh, yeah, it's a rustic wood beer, if you want. Rustic wood beer? Not a real style, but we decided to call it like that because it's a sour wood beer. Okay. And so. it's uh, blended with some, um, a little bit of uh, ginger and uh, sweet orange peel. Damn. Yeah. So Interesting. It's very easy to drink. I love kombucha. We drink that shit every day. So that makes me very happy when there's a um, beer inspired, sorry, kombucha inspired beer. We've been seeing a lot of like, you can get like hard kombucha now. Have you seen that? Which like hard kombucha, alcoholic kombucha. You can actually I've buy never it. had that. Yeah, I've never had it either. Like there's some of the brands that we buy that it's actually kombucha. We um I've seen it hard. Okay. Nice, nice and opaque. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Yeah, it's nice. time. That's one of my favorite. Yes. Okay. So I do this thing uh where we take photos of I take the podcast started. Because you do, I had to review beers. I had to get 365 in a year. And part of proving that you did that was taking a picture of yourself, holding the the, the bottle can or the pint glass. Okay. So I kept going. Are you cool to be in a photo? Yeah. Okay, grab the beer. Hold the beer. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Cheers. Legend. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Yo, this is dope. This is a good one. I like this a lot. Anything with uh, that's like uh, kombucha is, is just glorious. Um, I definitely love it. How okay? One question I had as well about these: Do you have? Do you guys have like a um, a series of flagships or a flagship beer that's like year round and that like anyone you know it's always there? Uh, well, in cans we now have the Cookup, our session IPA. Right. You think that's the? Okay. That's the main one? We used to do a whole different version of that beer and change up every time, but. Uh, Two years and a half ago, we decided to do, okay, that will be the recipe forever. And we started to work on that one and just put it everywhere and people like it. It's okay. just insane. It's 
2.7% only. Right. So much hops in that, so easy to drink. So uh, that's our flagship in cans. And in bottle, it's the Rouge Mickey Night. The that's Rouge the one, is right? definitely my yeah. favorite beer here that we brew. It's uh, just so insane. You see, the first time we brewed it and uh, we taste it, we're like, okay, now we have a choice to do. Do we give a salary or we buy some whole barrels? And we decided the option B. We buy some whole barrels barrel again and again. And the goal was to be able to have that beer all year round, all the time. And now we achieved that goal. I guess seven years later, we're not able to have... It's always there. Um, it's um, 800 liters now that we have every month. But in a month or two, with the new brewery, we should be able so, to have yes. a hate barrel that comes yes. out. So it would be around uh, 1,600 liters uh, every batch. So much better, right? Yeah, we'll have a whole lot of these. He took us to the um, PP. Took us. Do you call what do you call it? Do you call him PP? Yeah, yeah, PPC. PPC. He took us to the Rouge de Mecanac room in the barrel place. It was crazy. It was so hot. Yeah. And like very he would show, he's like, all right, this is the 18th batch. And it was like eight barrels. He's like, okay, so you got down to, I think, number 10 or 11. He's like, that's when it was four. I guess that's where the old brew, you go, that's the four barrels, the 200 liters each. Like yeah. you said, the 800 liters from the old brewery. And exactly. then this is when we changed over. So he said, they've got up until November is when it'll kick into the double batch. Exactly. Yeah. So then it'll be way more. And that beer is exceptional. Uh, I love it. It's I could only drink that if I was on the <laughs> Desert Island. That's the only barrel bring, I think. Oh, that was well, one that's of the a question too. <laughs> we actually we actually cut that out of it. Oh, the Desert Island. You thing? you cut it out because you edited that. them. That was when we in the lightning round we have at the end. I have we have a thing. The first one of the questions was like, "What's your Desert Island beer?" Okay. So that's a good oh, that's the roof. Let's see. What is it again? It's like five. Yeah, five point four percent cruisy. Yeah, like a Flanders because it's a it's a Flanders. So people don't know what it is. It's a it's an hybrid between the red flanders, yeah. so it's brewed like a red flanders. Uh, the starting of the aging is like a red flander, but while we are aging, we're adding some cherry, like uh, not creek. Right. So we add uh, some cherry. Uh, we use, um, sometimes we use uh, cherry juice, Okay. and sometimes we use old cherry. Right. And you see, we have uh, our fooders now. We didn't worry about fooders, and last year we put all the uh, cherry production of the Lille d'Orléans. In the footer, yes. Yeah, we buy the complete production yeah, of a guy and said, "Chuck it in there for, for the Rouge Mechanic." So we'll have a few special version of that beer. I heard. Uh, we already have some in the market that we uh, didn't brand like full cherry Rouge Mechanic, but we um, put on our website the, the batch uh, five hundred forty-four is a complete cherry. So you see, it tastes completely different, and right. the, the footer tastes also. And uh, the woods uh, tastes like old wood, but like. Um, it's just profound taste, and uh, there's some lasting, and that it's, I don't it's know, gorgeous. it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool, man. It's just such an interesting beer. I'm not even really a big fan of Flanders Red, personally, but that beer is just like, yeah. I don't know, it just sits different because, like you said, because that mix of that Oud Creek type of thing, it just like yeah. brings out a whole other element of this beer. It's like sweeter and like, but it's not too high ABV, because Flanders Reds usually are like yeah. eight- seven or eight plus or something like that right so this is even it's just crushable i can see why it's a desert island beer but you see one of our specialty also it's low abb beer okay yeah because we're always drinking every day and everybody has to take their car so yeah (laughs) (laughs) and everyone leaves outside of st tita like even mary claude said she this is your winning game and you said you're a part of yeah so that's like you know well now i live in st deck uh the city nearby but i'm sorry i need to have a car you have to be driving around so i used to live in the city 
That yeah. was five nights nice here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only had to walk home. That was that's awesome. But yeah, that's, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah family, you have to drive. You have to drive. <laughs> Is it? There's like 5,000. All right. Family's ruining everything. Um, <laughs> there's only 5,000 people in the city? Uh, around 5,450, 5,000. Yeah. Okay. Like that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, speaking of that, then, okay, let's talk about the Western Festival because that shit is crazy. So, basically, since we've been here, I literally, it's the weirdest thing, Tiff and I. We f- it feels like we're in another world. We don't get it. Like, you know, we're not from Quebec and we live in Montreal, so it's, you know, pretty city like stuff. And then we get to go to places that we normally wouldn't go to because of beer. So, it's very cool. Um, I haven't been to a place like this before where, the bar is set up like an old time kind of saloon. The plate that the auberge here is definitely, um, you know, there's some like cowboy boots up everywhere and shit. Next door is the, what's it called? The Capi. The village Capi Busca. Right. Which is like a, a, a set up part of the Western festival. That's, they, they have live action. It's, it's a like, village that we, uh, well, Phil, one of the founders. He was here, building it today. The, two years ago. Yeah. He started working on that a few years ago when he went to uh, Thumbstam in um, Arizona, I think. Okay. When he went there, it was like, wow, man, we have to do that. What's it? So uh, we started to imagine a Western village that would be here at least for summertime because everybody in Quebec know what is uh, Saint-Sid because of the Western Festival, but mm. it only lasts 10 days. Right. So we were like, well, if everybody knows what is Saint-Sid, we should have cowboys all the time or at least for summertime. <laughs> So we decided to build that, and uh, now it's just getting bigger and bigger. Right. It's year second, but now we have some um, some buildings around here. Uh, we have the old bank. We'll have the cowboy room just in front of where we'll sell beer uh, this summer. Sick. Maybe we'll uh, make it a spontaneous place for uh, fall yes. and spring. <laughs> yes, there we go. We'll see, uh, that cool probably ship next up. spring we'll uh, do some fermentation. That would nice. be cool ship. So, Amazing. Uh, that would be awesome. Now it's legal, finally. Yeah, finally. Finally. Um, yeah. PPC was telling us about other PPC. That's a cool nickname, actually. Yeah, it's kind of gangster. Yeah, it is. He was telling us about the uh, the maple sap yeah. um, machine because you know Quebec is probably the biggest, arguably best maple producer in the world. Nick, you know, like Quebec and Vermont are just making like yeah. the best maple. Yeah. Um, and he had the the factory that the old mattress factory where the um the shy 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 damn it, I'm not gonna get it right sometime. Um, he showed us that the old maple sap, which he's been using, he said essentially it's a cool ship, yeah. but it's a hundred liters if he fills up the three different things. It was just such an in- ingenious way of uh, doing it. Yeah. Two batches of that fills up the barrel, a 200 liter barrel, bam, bam, it's good to go. It's yeah, just, and it's mobile. And it's mobile because so it's cool. not that big, you know? So it's like, uh, he's also explained to me about the, the way the, um, so it was illegal in Quebec until last year, which is, and the first yeah. one was because of Francis Roncar at uh, yeah. Pic Caribou, now Breath the Sauvage, because now he does. I found, I didn't know he sold Pic Caribou. Yeah. I had no idea. Like uh, two months or two months So it's ago. pretty, pretty new, eh? Yeah. Um, and focusing on that. But he sold that to cool guys, so that's a good thing. Cool people, right? Yeah. It's yeah, not, it's no, not most no Obviously, <laughs> not, not like a bad no, 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 It's like two guys from his village, uh, very nice people. So, uh, so I think that's great going. Thing, yeah. right? Pick Caribou, amazing. And they need to stay, yeah, super inspirational uh, brewery. But he was saying that the rule is that the reason why, say, some of the ones in Belgium, the reason why it's good, be a room and all the wood, soaks up the bacteria and, and it's you're allowed yeah. to continue to produce with that bacteria from the wood and it's kind of this cyclical process exactly in quebec the rule is the walls have to be cl- like be able to be cleaned 
and one in, Quebec, lady, yeah. in Quebec there's always <laughs> something but he said there was a reason I was asking him he seemed like not really that mad about it he was like no the reason is they just want to make there's no studies to make sure that the liquid's going to be safe so he said that what he was and this was within the rules that you could you brew the beer you put it in a cool ship in the room with cleanable walls and you can bring this wood in and you can put the wood in it and then you can take the wood out and that's a, a way to sort of test it and he was logging it all to sort of start to get studies to show the Quebec government that like this is what it could be and that gets around the rule doesn't break the rules but it also provides scientific evidence that the liquid is safe smart man I like that always a smart man yeah very cool I, I think it's uh, very cool that you're able to do that type of stuff yeah that's so fun to do some like spontaneous fermentation in so many places because yeah. we had some in the backyard of brewery at the Chez uh, we did some in vineyards and so, we also used to have some barrels at the uh, Baluchon which okay. is like uh, 45 minutes from here um, a little bit up uh, west mm-hmm. from here so we had 50 barrels up there and we used to do some fermentation there uh, also we did some spontaneous in their fields and they have all fruits around there and uh, so you probably get and, uh, some good bugs in there. Yeah. Nice. So every batch is a little bit different. And uh, we did try a whole lot of different uh, maple syrup uh, cabin. Nice. And we did some beer also with uh, like totally spontaneous, only the um, bacteria and yeast from the air. But we tried some version with the um, uh, maple water. Yeah, like, yeah. The maple water is actually a thing, yeah. Okay. So there's the sap, the syrup, but that's of water. So we used water to start some fermentation also. That's sick. Because it's sugar in the good water, good and right? better with that. <laughs> <laughs> Hit or miss with the old maple. Yeah. Keeping it Quebec though. Do you use a lot of maple in the, in the beer? Uh, only in the, the British. We have uh, the British, which oh, is our uh, not brown ale. Not brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do a special version for uh, February and March. Uh, it's uh, the maple version of the British. Sick. And it fits so well because the nut taste and the maple, they just... Like it's sweetness and like yeah, yeah I haven't tried they, that they, 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 it's like uh, mariage parfait it's, uh, yeah great. I love it perfect marriage I like that yeah. mariage yeah. parfait sounds much nicer yeah um, which one would you like to do next bro ah uh, well after a big day of work we have to take the petite cocotte man. let's do it yeah that's so my I, son's favorite one it's a green one <laughs> you see that's the youngest son he loves the green one yeah, and the then girl. the other one it's the rouge mix. <laughs> They don't drink it, but they uh, drink he it. loves the red. <laughs> hey, man. I wouldn't be mad at them if they did. It's practically water at this point. 3.8? Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's fine. You can drink 10 in a day, and you're still able to watch the kid. Exactly. <laughs> the kid's going to be fine. The kid can have a little... The kid can have a taste, though, like we're having right now. Um, so this... No worries. So this is a uh, 3.8% uh, session IPA with Citrus, Simcoe, and Galaxy. I didn't write that down. Actually, I had this earlier. I was very impressed um, how much flavor it had for such a light beer. Well, that's because of yeah, the Killed malt it. specialist. Oh, the malt specialist. Yeah, because yeah. when we start brewing session, we're like, oh, sometimes they're watery malt, and uh, we don't have a good mouthfeel. Right. I was like, oh, you have to use that malt and you'll have great, great mouthfeel and everything. And yeah, he, that's... he found the good yeah. thing to do. Uh, it's just amazing since we use now we use some carapels in that right that, that brings some like good malt days but without some it's like caramel it's not sweet caramel? right, see, right. It's, uh, just easy drinking and taste the grain a little bit but uh, just makes it full body beer right even if it's 3.8 percent only i love it brother cheers, cheers.
you try that one? Oh yeah, you forgot that one. That's great, man. Really nice. I actually forgot to write that down earlier. Citrus, Simcoe, and Galaxy, which is a wicked combo, eh? Such a classic one. Ah. Citra, Citra. So how, how can and you... Galaxy, wow. You can't make a bad beer with... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. With uh, these three hops. The interesting thing about Galaxy, uh, which is one of the Australian hops represent, um, it always is like... It, it generally seems to overwhelm any beer I've ever had. But... I think if you've clearly used this in the right um, ratios to keep it so it's not taking over. Yeah. But it's mostly in dry up and in the uh, hot pack we use it. Mm. So we don't take too much bitterness from it. It's only oh, so uh, good. aromatic. What's the hot back again? Please remind me. Uh, the hot back, we, it's a big back that we put some hops at the, um, it's at the uh, exit of the uh, word boiling. So okay. at, the, at the end of the kettle. Mm-hmm. So we just flash past the uh, wort in it when it's like, like at 98 out, degrees. Right? Yeah. And then it goes in the uh, refrigeration. So it, uh, and oh, refrigeration, but the heat exchanger. Right. So in a few seconds, it just passed a few seconds in the ups and then it's cooled down to 20 degrees. So you keep all the essential oils in it. Right. And you get almost no bitterness from that. That's sick. Because right. it's right at the end of the boil, exactly. like at the very, very end. So like there's no... It doesn't extract anything from it, exactly. except those... So like, we did boil, the whirlpool, the yep. uh, wood rest, and then we pass through the up back. Oh, okay. Nice. And we only do that for 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the beer. So okay. we get the essential oils, but very no bitterness in it. Right. So that That's makes great. it very easy drinking beer. Yeah. Well done, man. This is like a, a super solid uh, recipe. So who, who came up with the actual recipe? Was that three of you or was this before, pre-you? Or? Well, it was the three of us. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Espiana that's that's uh, told us, ah, oh, you should use that malt carapils to uh, add some good body in the beer. And uh, me and Alex work on the ops. And uh, we did like, I think, 15 or 16 different versions of that recipe. Together, right. Before we came out with that version, and we're like, oh, wow. That's, that's the amazing. One. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be the one forever. <laughs> that's really cool. I didn't know you guys were um, so well known for the, uh, the low ABV stuff. That's great. Makes well, I was trying to do at bar. Uh, we see most of our beer under five, uh, under five percent. Right. Yeah, because we used brew uh, a whole lot of batch of the the Trépatois Brett, which is now the Batiscani. Okay. It's a nine percent ABV beer. Um, it's a triple aged with Brett. That's an awesome beer. But now we decided to do the Matawin, which right. is a, oh, wow, uh, that, yeah. like little sister. Right. So it's five percent. Way much easier to drink. Much nice more chill. And we realized like. We're all too much in alcohol all the time, so it's funnier to just drink beer but not get drunk. Yes. <laughs> there seems to be a movement towards low ABVs, low ABV beers right now, specifically in Quebec. I think it's it's very interesting. I did a podcast with a, um, uh, a depener in Montreal, a BDEP, and they um, were... For that whole, we didn't drink anything over 5%. It was all low ABV, even though a 0% one wow. from like Le Bacale, Yeah, we drank great stuff. Which is really good. And uh, drank their low ABV ones because they were saying that that's what more they cut. They're based in Australia, this one. Uh, and they were uh, saying most of the customers are asking for low ABV beers. And I was like, okay, like I was cool with it, but it was never really crossed my mind that it would be super popular. And then well, nowadays, I'm just, it's actually crazy. And I'm, the more and more I'm seeing it, the more people are wanting low ABV beers. I'm like, damn. Yeah, because I think people want to just drink more but not get drunk and be able to drive. So yeah. So you want a very tasty beer but 
tasty doesn't mean hi baby so. exactly right and it's like and, and this is much harder to make it's a much harder to make a 3.8 percent beer tasty than it yeah. is to make a seven percent beer tasty yeah there's not a rule uh, not a, a lot of room for mistake <laughs> not at all no you guys really notice a super light body but the like tropical fruit i mean you've, once again you've used amazing hops for it yeah. but it just works well and uh it's cool to know that the malt guy the malt brewer which is sick which someone needs to be a malt specialist has been able to contribute to to putting this together so that it's like it brings out as much character as possible without being too sweet and overwhelming and also complementing the uh the abv required abv it's and there's like no caramel test in that right no no, no we used to do some caramel ipa but we're the ruin we get bored about that yeah <laughs> the used yeah that was super caramel oh yeah super bitter that was like uh, The yeah, more bitter you can get, the better. Yeah, like the old school West Coast stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's still But pretty market has changed. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. No one cares anymore. Yeah, we still brewed uh, with Pepe. Now we we restarted to brew that uh, this year uh, because there were some fans that still like it and they were nostalgic about it. But uh, we changed the recipe a little bit to make it a little bit easier. To be yeah, it's a little more chill. So That's what Murray less calls caramel, it. less bitterness. Right. I was I was uh, waiting for the uh, the. Do you remember a beer from Green Flash called Palette Wrecker? Have you ever heard of that? Nah. It's from like San Diego. It was one of the, when I like first was getting into beer, maybe like 2014. Yeah. I, I got into beer before then, but that was when my friend brought it for me. And I could, it was like, yeah, it was like it ripped your cheeks oh, apart. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I haven't had anything like that for a while. So when she was saying that, I was like, yeah, yeah. It was definitely West Coast style. It was super piney and bitter, but it didn't rip my face off. So that explains why. Yeah, it's a bit easier <laughs> It's really, I was telling my friends, I feel my beer, um, beer media friends that I'm here today. I'm like, you know, this, everyone loves you guys, man. Like, you guys have a rep. Like, all, all the beer well people, like, worship stuff you do. Like, if I need, if I'm going somewhere, like, some, I, if I'm bringing beer for people, like, a lot of people are like, yeah, man, can you get me some other food? I'm like, it keeps coming up all the time. Like, man, you want me to bring you the expensive shit? Like, God damn it. Um, and <laughs> it's really cool to see that. And I can see why. Oh, good catch. Oh, you're right. Well, I just wanted to make sure people would see it. See, see the uh, <laughs> this, got, this is just actually a collage made from all the labels, eh? It's yeah, not like a print. I These are all the old labels. Oh. Yeah, is it gonna stay? Uh, oh. uh, it's good. gonna go. Should we take it down? Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, no, we'll be okay. It looks nice. I don't want you to get hurt yeah. from the labels. I live the cowboy life. Yeah, <laughs> dangerously. <laughs> the cowboys are crazy. For those uh, not watching and just listening, we got like a uh, it's like a canvas print where there's a whole bunch of uh labels on a um i don't know like a like a something to hang on the wall it's super dope it looks really cool and it's just falling on matthew right there so yeah almost got killed almost got killed babe almost got killed who did matthew how from this yeah. oh with the elbow oh. <laughs> it could have really taken you out could have taken him out yeah yeah you i'm just saying <laughs> Liability. I don't know. We signed the we signed the waiver. Um, while we talk about that, we talk about people loving your stuff. I get distracted now. I can't remember. This shit is fire though. Um, this is super dope, man. So there's also within there, like as far as if people come to St. Tite, no, the Western Festival. That's what we're talking about. I, I was we jumping around a lot. So they've created this town. Feel it feels like you're in a goddamn Western. There's like not the people, but just everything about this is very much. It's it's really sticks to the theme very yeah. very well. 
Well, so you see, the Western Festival is the biggest festival outside of big cities in all Canada. Right. It's not as big as the Stampede, but it's in not Calgary. that far from that. Yes, and it's Mary Claude was saying that people who want to be in the Stampede and the rodeo thing have to come here yeah. first. Well, it's the, like the grand finale of the uh, rodeos. Right. It's in Saint-Sit. Right. Yeah. And then they start come here, here in May and the uh, end of the uh, rodeo season. It's here in September and totally insane that's amazing it's like 700,000 people in a week that pass here in one week in 10 days right it's yeah. a 10 day festival 700,000 people in a town that normally has 5,000 residents exactly so it's like putting all the United States in Montreal <laughs> it's just insane <laughs> it's just ridiculous yeah it is is it, is it just like everywhere you go there's just people yeah. yeah yeah there's people everywhere and what's fun with that festival is like in Quebec you know the laws like <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. And I think we're one of the last festival that you're allowed to drink in the streets. Anywhere in the streets. Yeah. Yo. Now there's a pyramid, but still. To just don't mind about it. It's just like, <laughs> you're like fuck it. Don't show your just... bottles if you're outside of the pyramid, but the pyramid is all the the village. Wow. So Are we in the village right now? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't actually looked around. Is there a main street? Yeah, that's the main street. This is? Yeah. Notre Dame and the uh, the other one, uh, forget the name, but yeah. <laughs> it'll come back to you. All these lower uh, yeah, you're downtown right now. Right downtown, downtown cowboy. Downtown cowboy. Yeah. So like, and what happens in the Western Festival? Like, what what actually goes down? Ah, uh, well, there's some rodeos. So there's actual uh, rodeos, country music. But yep. the Western Festival, it's just a big excuse to get drunk. To get drunk and, and, and wear cowboy hats. Women's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and wear cowboy hats also. And wear cowboy hats, very important. Yeah, I guess like Lisa Leblanc say, everybody likes to look like cowboys, even if they're not cowboys. Even if they're not, it's a good look. Yeah, ah, definitely. That's pretty cool. It's so funny to see that because it's been, this year will be the um, 52 uh, edition. Wow. So it's been around for a long, long time. Jeez. And it's crazy, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. That's amazing. Yeah. And you were telling us earlier that you can actually, if people are in Montreal and considering coming up, you can take the Via Rail. Yeah. So you don't even have to drive, and it's like a five minute walk from the station. Yeah, exactly. It's just two minutes from the brewery, so five minutes from downtown. Perfect. And you yeah. can come, see what's going on, walk around for the day, and then head back. Exactly. Honestly, like I really want to do that. We don't have any plans yeah, to, to do that. Yeah, I want to see yeah, it at least once in a lifetime. Yeah, like it's not really my thing to be honest, but I mean, it doesn't. It's not really doesn't it doesn't matter. Like, but if you come to the brewery, you'll like it. Yeah, that's what it says. See, that's like, a different mindset. Than yeah, but I think it'd just be fun to be in a, you know, when there's that many people gathered. And if it's a theme, like countries, things aren't my thing, but that's the yeah. point. It makes it more fun because I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't really know much about the music or the culture that comes around it. Well, I don't but know much fun. about country no? music either, but... No? But it's just cool because everyone's here having a good time, right? Yeah, and um, everybody, like, when they dress like as a cowboy, they just become a cowboy. I mean, <laughs> they're like a personage or... Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like everyone's like kind of acting, uh, yeah, taking exactly. a role. So with that thing next door... Capi Capibusca. Thank you. I don't know why I can't remember it. Um, I don't know if that's a part of it. Basically, they're like setting up an old style saloon with the doors. Yeah. We can go in and get a beer and you get some liquor or whatever. Yeah, there's some uh, comedian also, some yep. actors. That Back, are, and, uh, yeah, in the street. And they'll be like, they have shootouts yeah. and stuff. Exactly. On Saturday. On the Saturday? Yeah, uh, we do some uh, brewery uh, visits also. And uh, the Bully Boots. We do visits for the Bully Boots. Well, what's uh, that? 
they are the one that makes the cowboy boots. Okay. Yeah. They they're, the cow- uh, yes. they're the one that started the festival That's two years ago. Yeah. Uh, can you explain that story? Yeah. Well, uh, the Bully Boots and uh, Ardé Révy, which is now one of our representatives. Okay. <laughs> it started that uh, 50 years ago. Ardé used to own a grocery store around here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guys from Boulay, they, they sold cowboy boots. Right. So they decided to do a rodeo for one day. So oh, we'll do a small rodeo just to make some Western thing around and just get bigger and bigger every year. Right. And it's been now 50 years and people are just coming from everywhere across North America now. Right. So it started off yeah. from someone selling cowboy boots. Yeah. That's exactly. amazing. And Adri is such an amazing man. It's so funny because uh, you see that guy used to own the grocery store from his father, started a Western festival, went to work uh, for Molson for like, 35 years, right. become the mayor of the city after that, and that's when we started the brewery. So he became a good friend of us, and now he's one of our representatives. He's like 75 years old, working every day for us, yeah. <laughs> opening new accounts. Uh, oh, he worked for El Food? Yeah. yeah he so was he's not the mayor anymore? A few minutes ago. Really? No, no, he's not the mayor anymore. He's been the mayor for uh, eight or 10 years. Right. But it's such an amazing man. That's sick. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. So he helped us a lot with the uh, Western Village. Because he right. knew everyone, he knew all the rules, and he started the festival. So he was one pushing for, well, why don't we do Western all year round instead of just for 10 days? That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Man, that is hella cool. What a, what a cool concept. Uh, what are we doing next, bro? Do you want to do some more cans? Do you want to pop a bottle? Uh, what do you feel? You should what vibe are you in? Yeah. Let's do it, bro. Yeah. You, you see think? the boule. We just talked about boule. We just talked about that. Yeah, so boule we made a beer for them. So that's a special beer that we brew. And like the, the boots, it's changing yep. for every season. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, the first time we uh, brewed the boule, yeah, okay. it was um, the same wort, spread in uh, four different uh, barrels, okay. in an oak barrel, with four different breads. Okay. Type of breads. After that, we said, well, let's go to height. And okay. last year we decided to do 12 different breads. 12 different breads. So in, the in one that barrel. bottle, there's 11 different breads because the last barrel was used for a blend with Denam. Nice. So uh, we did a collab with Denam uh, last year. But uh, that one is um, totally, totally dried beer. Right. It's like 0.5 plateau left in it. Right, so it's like a brewed IPA almost. Yeah, almost. Almost. But that's a season, sour season. We did some version with... Um, I think this one is the uh, sour word version. Okay. Because we used to do some like regular versions, some sour words, some with a whole lot of breads, some with uh, less breads, but right. uh, this one is 11 different breads, 11, 11 different strains. So, That's crazy. Uh, so like there's a different strain of bread in every barrel? Yeah. That's what it is. And you just blend them all together and then... Exactly. That's crazy. And... Okay, so it's a saison sur Oliver Sauvage, and it's in 12 months of yeah, uh, Asian barrel for 12 months. Yeah. So all the different strains are all popped together, then you just test which ones work. Exactly. That's so crazy. Because yeah. we did a lot of testing with that beer, and we, um, you see, we had uh, up to 24 different strains one time, just to test these. Okay. And we decided to say, okay, these 12s are amazing, they work well, they uh, do some very good attenuation. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see most of our beer, they're pretty dry. We don't right. like... Nothing too sweet. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that for sure. More than three plateau. So we're not into that. We're not having it. <laughs> no. Okay. We like dry beer. That one's just so dry, man. That's, that's amazing. 
I think that's my favorite, like bread beer only, with no yep. lactose or no nothing else. Just straight, straight funk. All right, exactly. the photo, brother. You know the drill. Grab oh, that, yeah. grab that boot. There we go. <laughs> Legend. Thanks, man. All right, well. Yeah, that's famous boot, man. Right, it's very sick. <laughs> Cheers. I think it's it the worst great. glass to drink in it. Yeah, it's really not good. People just <laughs> love drugs. It's very attractive, right? <laughs> and that fits with the brewery, so. Yeah, it really does, right? That, um, that's so nice. I gotta love that. Tell, tell, tell me about this. Tell me any more. So it's 7%. Yep. So it's 11 different strains of bread. 11 barrels with that see that's the that's 100% bread right 2018 bar- yeah that's the um, sour version the sour version yeah so we so, do sour work so when we do sour work normally we go down to 3 to 2 and 2 pH okay. then we just pitch the breads and uh, we did a small fermentation with uh, like clean uh, Belgian yeast Okay. Just to make sure the sugar goes down a little bit and then put it in barrel for a year with the different strain of bread. Right. Okay. So this one is called the, uh, actually I'm going to look it up just to make sure I get the name right. So it's Boulet Funky Saison Sur, or is there yeah. like a specific, um, like there's different versions here, Boulet. Uh, we have oh, there's different... Boulet Funky and there's a regular one. Yeah, the Boulet, well, that's uh, the... Um... That's the difference. That's seven months of multi-bread strains. Yeah. That's the version we uh, put on the market two and years ago in cans. The funky, wow! I, I was telling uh, Marie Claude, I love that there's the English and French, which is really good because you guys are expanding into different markets now. Yeah, into Vermont and New Brunswick and Ontario and Manitoba. Very cool. Um, so it's wild yeast. It says it under exactly says specialty brew, twelve months oak barrels. Okay, it doesn't really tell you much else here though. Okay, that's fine though. But this is definitely the one. It's just the funky. Yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah, you see, the, the other version was the first beer we put in can with uh, so much bread in it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we used to do some 750 millimeter bottles for everything that was uh, barrel age. Right. And some special beers were not barrel age, like uh, white triple, something like that. But uh, now all the bottles are uh, bread. But we did some cans with bread. Right. And uh, the bullet was the first one. Is it, oh, and how did this go in cans? Why did you and why did you move it to the bottles? Well, the first time we did it in can was for the. It's because the the guys from Bule, the owners, they asked us if we could do them a beer for their party, their like um, Christmas party. Okay. So like, well, we could label the blonde, the Saint Saint with another label, but let's do them something very funky, something yeah. a little bit lettery. Yeah. <laughs> they do cowboy boots with letters, so let's do something like, very funky. So we decided to name that beer Bule. And uh, we did cans so for them at the, the beginning, and it just went crazy. That just it. worked. They, they so were, good. Wow, man. And all their employees that normally drinks Blonde Saint-Sit or are British, like more regular beer, basic beer, they just became addict to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. This stuff is uh, fantastic, man. It's, it's just an easy introduction to bread beer. I think it's not too intense on bread. It's uh, quite easy drinking. Oh, it's, it's totally easy drinking. Yeah. So much citrus, citrus yeah, man. Uh, like, how would you describe it? Describe it for me. Like, give me, give me, give me some adjective here. Well, leathery, I don't know. That's definitely well, a little bit leathery. Yeah, that's for sure. There's citrus. Yeah, uh, citrus. Like smell a little bit of the, uh, the oak that we use in it. And uh, you see, most of our barrels are use uh, red wine bottles. Most okay. of them, 
But they come from different places, and this one really tastes like the French oak. It's French more oak. vanilla in it and instead of like just wood. Yeah. When you get American oak, you, you, it's like biting in a wood pellet. <laughs> but this one is more like on the vanilla inside. The, uh, so French oak has more vanilla yeah. flavors, whereas American oak is just straight like eating wood. Exactly. And the uh, French oaks often uh, offer a taste of the... Um, mm. A little so bit of good. pineapple. Really Yo, I think I'm getting just that. Touch yeah. of pineapple, not overwhelming, but just a touch of it, and uh, and the finish is so dry on that beer. It's like yeah, fuck. pineapple dry fit. Thank you so much. This is perfect. Exactly what I needed. See, this is why you hang out with brewers, bro. Get all my notes that I need. Yeah, honestly, I'm so impressed, man. This is uh, we're looking good for time. Um, this is fantastic. It's so cool, and I love that it's like made for a boot, a, a cowboy boot manufacturer, <laughs> which is sick. Well, well, they're so renowned around here; it's just crazy. Yeah. They've been here for like fifty-five years or sixty years, I think. Right. And the the factories are just over there. Really, right there? Yeah, it's in our backyard. Is this them? Yeah, yeah. Is it them? Do you have cowboy boots? Yeah, yeah. A few. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got a few. Should I get? Should I get some? I think so. Yeah. There's some in our room. So. Yeah, there's some in the room. I'm gonna have to get. I never worn them before. Not really my style, but maybe I should get into it. Maybe I should change my game. Yeah, you'll like it. Man. Yeah. Once you get it's into cowboy boots, yeah, it's crazy. Are they really? Oh, yeah, man. They don't look comfortable. No, but they are. Are they like soft leather? I guess they're like. Yeah. Okay. But these one with the um, the fancy shoe, the, the smell, the, 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 the. <laughs> the heel. Yeah, the heel, wood heel. It's not that comfortable when when you get some like the flat the, ones. Yeah, the flat one with foam. Uh, right, they're good. Really, so the new one, they, they do since two years, like a extra light. Yes. Yeah. Man, you can jog with that. <laughs> Just insane. <laughs> can you imagine so someone jogging in cowboy boots? See some dude running down the street like a sweatband and like real short shorts and cowboy boots. <laughs> I want to come here in September just to see that shit. That would be amazing. Or in summer, because we do the uh, Cosnet Chef in summer. What's that? It's a race that we uh, do once a month. And we do uh, one kilometer for children, five kilometer for adults, and uh, 2.5 walking for uh, the old people. Uh, cool. There's, so um, like a marathon y type of thing? Yeah, exactly. But it starts from the brewery and it ends at the brewery. That's so yeah, it's so just so fun to be a beer for everyone. It's, it's so insane because you, there's not a lot of people in the village. Right. When we do that, it's on Tuesday night. It's like 600 people in the street. Right. Just jogging with us to get a beer. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, that's a nice family event. Okay, that's really cool. So, I mean, being in a town like this, I mean, Alafood's the only brewery here. Like, how important or what is your impact on the community, would you say? Now it's way different than a few years ago. No? Because you see, when we started, we only had the... Um, the brewery and the uh, permit for uh, sound degustation, which means we only were tasting able room. to... Yeah, exactly, tasting room. So we're able to sell our beer and have a little bit of food, but not. Um, we were not uh, allowed to prepare the food on site. Okay. It was uh, to be bought on site. Right. So uh, that was pretty slow. <laughs> there was not a lot of customers. I remember my first night uh, as a barman. A good Saturday the night was for a customer. So now with the kitchen, four all, customers. Yeah, that was a good night. Dude, it's like zero wow. was bad. <laughs> Yo, it's been ram. Like it's been like mad people the whole time. Yeah, like, and we've been here all day. Yeah, nowadays it's just crazy. It's crazy. So uh, you see, we started. We were there was three founders, and when I came up, we were only five at all. So employee included, we were five. Yeah, with all the what number were you? I was number five. 
That's cool. <laughs> hey, man, that's really good to be able to say that. And how many are there now? Like probably 30, 40? Uh, there's more than 50. More than 50? Yeah. Because the restaurant, uh, all the kitchens and the waiters, that drains a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the brewery stuff. Yeah, the brewery, we're not a lot of people were getting You there. said nine, right? Eight yeah. or nine? That's, that's decent, though. Yeah, that's a good thing. And it's a full-time employee. Oh, full-time. And the, the pub, it's a little bit different. Some are part-time, part-time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, summertime is just crazy. Man. We're yeah, and you probably get more people working during summer yeah. as well. So that's pretty but, cool. Uh, we have a nice impact on the, the area now. Uh, I think we're the business be. that has the uh, best growing in the area. And uh, you see the pub, when we started that, we're like, oh, We'll never make a lot of money out of the pub, but mm-hmm. it's the social place in the, the area. There's no other place like that. So mm. we always say, okay, we're not making money, but at least it's a place to come out on Saturday night or Thursday. And uh, it's just getting better and better. And now it's um, more rewardful, but yeah. uh, it's still for the, the sociability that we did that. I can see that it very much has that feel. That it's sort of like the community gathering place where people come and they're gonna come and have a drink. And even if, like, uh, Mary Claude was telling me, she's like, you know, these, she's like, all right, when she was explaining the board to me, she's like, these first four or five, you don't wanna worry, don't worry about that. Like, people come in, they're gonna drink their Blondale, they're gonna have the Amber, and blah, blah, blah. So you have to do that. But then the rest of your stuff is like crazy. Yeah. Like, you the rest know. of it is that we brew it because we wanna drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is dope. And you guys are mostly known for the barrel age stuff, like we were saying. Um, two things I thought one was very interesting that you did this Urubu uh, the New England IPA which is fantastic because that's my personal shit I love like the haze and like brewed IPAs and stuff like that I think that's and milkshake IPA so I'm very impressed I had that earlier I thought that was really really good um, and I wanted to also ask do you guys do do you get stouts at all ever? yeah yeah we do a stout there's like a there's like see, a 5% stout I saw on the board well but you came in the first week we don't have our stout it's the first time we don't have our stout on the menu because we uh, decided to not brew stout anymore. <laughs> any, any more period? Yeah, anymore. So well, maybe in winter time we'll see. It's a good debate among the, uh, the brewers here right, because right, right. Uh, the stout sell wells on site, but not outside of the brewery. And we're renowned for our sours and barrel age beers. So everybody brews stouts. We're like, well, why would we brew one? We Maybe don't even like stout, so that makes sense. That <laughs> makes we don't sense. like multi beer, so we were like, "Well, That's why would we brew something we don't want to drink?" Yeah, <laughs> and, but we'll see. I know uh, people in the village love it, but uh, <sighs> it's still a yeah, question for us. What, we brew what, it. what kind of like? So the stout that I saw at the bar was kind of like I think it was five point five, like yeah. an oatmeal kind of stout type of thing, yeah. or something like that. I'm totally yeah, it's stout from uh, Old Kitabasa, which is a brewery. Um, just across the St. Lawrence River. Okay. It's part of the, uh, we started the, Was it collab or something? Uh, Route des Brasseurs. Oh, the, yeah. The Brasseurs. She it's explained a, that to me. Yes, yes. It's uh, all the breweries in the... So, the, like a... a the Moxie um, and the... Route des Brasseurs. Uh, like, how would you call that? Like a Brewer's Road, Brewer's Path or something? Yeah, Brewer's Path. Yeah. would be good. Sure, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's... So, that particular beer is a stout as well? Yeah. Okay. It's but you a stout also, from a brewery... The so it's not even stout. your oh it's not your no that's stout. one it's not this yes and uh, maybe I'm, maybe Marie explained that to me and I misunderstood okay because we used to brew the the Bête Noire that yeah. was our stout but isn't there one like in the in the in the base beers like a low end stout or no 
Well, so we have our oatmeal style. The, the bed noir is our oatmeal style. Yeah. There's some left in Canada pub, but uh, the cakes are gone. Now. The cakes are caked? Okay. Yeah. I was going to try it tonight. So I thought that started and I was like, all right, I'll have the brown ale and the stout because I've had all the funky, fun stuff okay. all day. And I was like, all right, we'll go back for dinner shortly. So we're like, all right, we'll have that, but okay. So no stout for me. <laughs> Not brown then. And you see, we never did like barrel aged that. Mm. Never, never. The only brown really? beer we put in the barrel was our Sewalas, uh, which is our Scotch Ale. Okay. And that's the only beer that we bought some uh, spirit barrels for that. So right. we have some bourbon and rum, uh, right? rum and whiskey, I think, nice. barrel. But that's the only thing. Everything else is uh, red wine barrels. And we have a few white ones. Yeah, Chardonnay and some stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But almost all the barrels we have, we wash them. It's more... Um, an aging uh, process vessel, yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, something like flavored beer. Like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's very, very cool. Um, do you have anything fun coming up that you can talk about? Well, in uh, tomorrow we'll get the crash. Yes, the we just so the, the crash is something quite special. Yeah, tell us about that. Like, I yeah. didn't really get much of a. You see, we've been brewing the. Um, it used to be called the Spamtenet. And now it's the Dolgo Agogo. The Dolgo, it's the name of the... Uh, oh, apple. The small apple. Yeah, yeah. crab apple, yeah. Right. Oh, it's a crab apple. Yo. So okay, you see, the, the Dolgo Agogo, we used to brew that beer for three years now. So it's uh, not continuous fermentation, but we brew a wort and we pitched some... Uh, the, the first time we did that was local crab apple from one of our friends. Right. He had um, a few trees on these fields, so we decided... Pick the apple, put them in the work, and the product just got so so perfect. Right. We're like, wow, it's the perfect mix between a cider and a beer, and it's a little bit uh, like wild and fun. We're like, wow, okay. And then the next year, we've learned that uh, Cidre Milton, not too far from here, they did some uh, spontaneous with their apple. So we bought their oak barrel mm -hmm. with a little um, yeast in it. They, they just... Leave some, yeah, leave some stuff in that. Just put a word in it. Put some more uh, apples. Boom. The product was perfect. So we did uh, another batch this year, and we decided to split the batch in two. So we have our regular Dolgoa Google with a simple blonde word, uh, like something super clean, uh, more resembling to a cider. Mm -hmm. And we decided to do some experimentation with the word of the double capi. Okay. So super happy, and we put it in barrel aged age for eight months, and the result is just so amazing. It's peachy, sour, a little bit oaky. Uh, I think it's one of my favorite new beer we got out this year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really so nice. intense, but Creamy. so easy to drink. Also, yeah, yeah. it was like seven point five or something. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, didn't taste that dangerous, bro. Oh, yeah. dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with sour. It, uh, yeah, it hides the alcohol. Oh yeah, and even this is seven, right? <laughs> yeah, like fuck, man. Like, it does not taste that at all. Oh no, it's super good. That's a little yeah. bit dangerous. Yeah, this one, yeah, man. The crevasse was really good. Like, I'm glad I didn't get too much of that because I feel like I could have just like whoosh, kept going, <laughs> trying to stick to the tasters and get as many in as possible. Um, that's really sick, man. I love it. Um, so that one's coming tomorrow. So it's June 28th. Tomorrow, yeah. that I saw that in the washroom, actually. Yeah, that will be the release. Okay, see, this year we decided to... Um, we didn't try to do some bubble release in time. Okay. But we're in Saint-Saint. Yeah. So nobody goes north from St. Lawrence River. Right? Right. Nobody goes south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the few times we did try to do bubble release, 
didn't work out at all. Okay. That was just shitty, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this year we decided instead of do the release on site, we say, okay, we'll choose eight different cities in Quebec. Okay. We'll release the beer at the same time in pubs and the retailer also. Smart. So people are able to taste it on taps and to get it at the retailer. Either here or at like a tap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. So we do that for a week. They got the exclusivity for a week. So we got one in Gatineau, Sherbrooke, Montreal, Quebec, here in St. Sid. Where's the Montreal one in case people know? Uh, Montreal is the vice versa. Oh, vice versa. Has on yeah. tap? What about the depth? Uh, the retailer, it changed sometimes. Change, uh, okay. The first time I think it was at the Bialag, but we have a few places that we change uh, just to make sure all our good retailers have at okay, least yeah. one release. That's, that's so, so they got the exclusivity for some beer and uh, you see as the... Um, the Rouge Monkey, we had only 80 cases, so there were only some cases in a few yeah, yeah, good yeah. spots. Uh, we got that one. Should we do that yeah. one? Should yeah. we do, which one should we do next? Should we do that or the Mechanic? What do you feel? Hmm. Depends what on how sour into? you want to get. Oh, that's right. sour and that's extreme sour. <laughs> <laughs> you might lose your teeth, man. <laughs> I don't need them. What am I going to do with them? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll chew my burger with the gums. All right. Let's do it. Liquid meal. Liquid meal. Yeah, that's needs, easy. Liquid meal. We need food. Kitchen closes in an hour and a bit. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Yeah, no worries for that. The one will still be there in an hour or two. Exactly. All right. He's our man for tonight. Yeah. Your man's going to be around. You're going to make sure. Make sure we get that good food. Oh, yeah. What's the best? What do we need to eat tonight? Yeah, what's the best food? What do we need to eat? I'm excited. I'm hungry. Oh. Shit. If you like uh, fish. I love fish. The, um, Thank you, sir. We do some uh, fish and chip with the uh, local trout. Local that, trout? Yeah, and that is amazing. The, yeah. the trout comes from uh, saint Alex city mall It's maybe 50 to an hour from here. Okay. Uh, that's so amazing. That's the meal I wasn't expecting to do that great. Yeah. Like, well, fish and chips. Like sure. It's right, have a boring. It's been like five or six years that we do that, and it's always the it's second or the third best seller. Because wow. the first one is the tartare of truth. <laughs> oh, you do tartare? Yeah, what we kind? do tartare of the truth. Oh, uh, tartare? Yeah, the, the, the trout. Yeah, it's the same fish that we use, but it's just oh. amazing, man. Oh, we're gonna... oh, it's like it's like kiss your fingers kiss and put it to the end. Uh, okay, bro. Okay. I'm not a big tartare fan, but that one is wow. Okay, you know what? Well, this is an ala fruit and India house collab, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's Beer of the Year 2012 blended with Beer of the Year 2017. Yes. It's funny because they won Beer of the Year on their fifth anniversary, just like us. No way. Yeah. Which is crazy. This is called Rouge Monkey. It's a collab. Yeah. Uh, it is the Rouge de Mekinac and Spadina Monkey uh, combined into a 5.5%, uh, I guess, barrel It's the uh, Spadina Monkey cherry version. Because I know cherry. they do some different version with uh, different. strawberry, raspberry. Did the so cherry? I think the cherry one, one, right? That's the one that won. Yeah, that's the one that won. Like last, was it this year? And two thousand seventeen. It was seventeen. Yeah. Hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Cheers. <laughs> sorry, <dude. laughs> Cheers. Oh my oh. god, that is glorious! I hate. I think it's only the third one I have since we. Put Did it you drop that? Let's do it. Let's see the photo, bro. Let's see the photo. Oh, you can hold the ball. There we go. You can hold the ball this time. <laughs> Switch it up. Oh, oh, do you want to keep pretending to do it? Oh, yeah, I want to. Oh. So, this is pretending now, right? 
for the podcast, just so you know. Dude, this is exceptional. My gosh. Uh, All right, yeah, talk yeah. to me about this. Um, it's a combo. Yeah, it's a combo. So we, um, we bring some beer back from their place, and we... Uh, the the beer the two beers were uh, ready to get on the market. Okay. They were uh, they, they finished their uh, fermentation and their aging, but we decided to put it in barrels, blend them together, put some cherry puree on it, because mm. uh, our friends from the house use puree instead of juice. Okay. So we put the puree on it and let it age for next three years. Wow. So the beer is around like twenty four to twenty six months old. Normally, wow. we get the rouge out between 15 and 18 months of mm-hmm. aging, and they do 18 months also, so we put an extra year on that. Uh, All right. So Jesus, man. This is exceptional. It's quite intense in the acidity Ooh, and the yeah. cherry and everything, so... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I love it. Yeah, it's definitely taking my teeth out. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, that's quite... It's still a bit more sour than the uh, Ocean Mekinac. Yeah, oh, t- way sour, more yeah. sour than the Rouge Mackinac, just because we had that earlier, uh, which is an exceptional beer as well. Um, but Jesus Christ, this is a fantastic, like, yeah, blend I love of the it. two. Uh, I need to get, I haven't actually, I think I said to you earlier, I haven't had the Spadina Monkey yet, so I need to before. try that. I've heard about it. I've been to Indy before, but it's just been a while. I've had to, and uh, Indy should have their version of that beer soon. Yeah, they yeah. So you kind of like traded what, and yeah. then you made some with them, and they made exactly. some with you. They told us how to age it, and then we told them how we age it, and we did the Smart. exact thing that they do in their uh, barrel room. They did the same. The for opposite, us. dude. That's they so send cool. us their puree, and we send them um, their uh, our juice. So uh, so cool. Yeah, because that's one way to get around the uh, brew pub law, right? Sending what as opposed to beer. Yeah, because it's just. Barley water, really. Exactly. I'm just saying. That's uh, the legal thing to that's do. That's the legal. And when, you know what we do here at Alafruit? We keep it legal. Exactly. Like follow the, the law or shoot project. <laughs> oh, should we talk about that? Yeah, I think we should talk about Tell, that. Let's talk about that. You know, the lightning round, but let's talk about the Golden Horseshoe. So there was people who are familiar in Ontario with the Golden Horseshoe. It runs from essentially Niagara through, I think, to like Kingston kind of ways. It kind of just follows like Ontario. Yeah, exactly. So the Golden Horseshoe, it's a project that we decided to start like two years and a half ago when we met uh, Sam from Sodos. Hey. What a great buddy, man. What a yeah. legend, huh? He, oh, oh, yeah. he loves you guys. Did I tell you before? Uh, like, he we love him so loves much, you guys. Every time we meet him, we finish so drunk. We did the podcast with him. We've done two podcasts with Sam. We did a collab beer with Sam as well. Cool. And he brought the Matawan. To the, we had a oh, bottle okay. share. This table literally just full of beers. These fucking guys threw. They were crazy. Ah, and yeah, he had stuff, a bunch man. of Alifood stuff. Like he was upset. That was the stuff that he made sure that he brought from there. And it was, it was beautiful. So I, I actually I kind of heard more about you guys from Sam than probably anybody else. Oh, for real? Yeah, he just <laughs> loves you guys. So I love him also, man. He's the best. Yeah. So he did a, it. Was it was Sawdust City? It was yeah. Block Three from Kevin. From yeah, Blackery, exactly. yeah. yeah, from Blackery, and uh, we had some uh, beer from the exchange also. Yes, I haven't met them yeah. yet. But and we have a few people that want to join the project. So it's all continuous fermentation from their place. Yes. So from Sardis, it's their Ravenlust, um, Greatlust, uh, Wonderlust, I think. Yeah, Wonderlust. Wonderlust. Limberlust. Limberlust? 
That's the forest. The Limbalus Limbalus. The one that Limbalus forest. is the forest one because they just got the email before that they just released their new one for 27, okay. 2019. So it could be the Limbalus, like the the base beer, uh, I think maybe? It's 2017 when we got the beer from them. From them? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're in some uh, of their work that they just started splitting with fermentation with. Um, with Limbalus. Tree. They put it in the, in the Limbalus forest. And get the spontaneous yeast. That's so it's probably the one. Yeah. So then we got a few barrels from that. From uh, that word. And then block three. Uh, on block three, we got some yeast from their barrels. So they did some uh, spontaneous fermentation. We got the twenty liter of the um, twenty liter of the uh, barrel bottom. So they did yeast from the bottom. Nice. It was like spontaneous from the spring, I think, and we bring it back in the fall. So uh, we put it in port that we brewed here, and the same thing with the exchange. So they bring their culture. And we put it in some more that we brewed here and let it age. And uh, we do some spontaneous also. So, uh, and the Golden Archer project, we have, uh, I think it's five different versions of our spontaneous blend with those beer from okay. Ontario. So, so there's that's one that's thing. on tap at the pub, and I had that earlier. And yeah. PPC told me, he gave me a can of the 2018 version that was canned in March, but he said the one at the pub is different. Yeah, definitely. So I had the pub one, and I'm looking forward to trying the can one. To see, see the can, we got it out for uh, when we did uh, the cast day last year in Toronto. We did get some beer out of the barrel to do a cask, and we did some cans for some retailers in Quebec that asked for a special beer. So we kept some can from that, put some new words on it, let it age, and then we... Uh, at the new version at the pub, it's the same beer, but with a little but bit of six new months, age. Yeah, and he said a bit longer, six months longer or something yeah. like that. It's a bit different. So he said, like, try the one at the pub. And he said, then go try try the can and then see the difference. Like, yeah, it's completely different. And in the can, we do some, like, flash carbonation. Okay. In the pub, it's a little bit different. We do a slow yeah. carbonation, but it's not re-fermentation. Okay. So the taste is a little bit different. A little bit and different. we see it in every beer that we do... Um, when we do uh, some like wild beer and we do a fermentation versus a flash carbonation or a forest carbonation, yes, it's quite different. Right. Yeah, okay. When you get more uh, more carbonation, the taste is so different. Completely changed. Yeah, yeah, it's the same gas, but the feeling is so different. So it makes different. It, uh, What's flash carbonation? Yeah. So like soda stream type of thing? Yeah. Okay. So one thing the PPC told us today, I never heard this before. He had a bunch of cans in the fridge at the Shai? Shai? The Shai. Shai? Damn it. Oh, I get it right. And there were just silver bullet cans with writing on it with the barrel numbers on it. And he was like, what instead? And this is like, I don't know if I've never, ever seen this before. And we've been to like Casey in in Colorado and a bunch of like barrel places. And I've never seen this where he said like, they'll combine some stuff, can it, flash carbonate it and then seal it and then cool it in a fridge. Yeah. So then he's like, what happens when you drink a beer? Cool, he's like, I make a blend in a barrel, but like, it's just this warm, flat, like yeah. liquid. But if you're having it carbonated and it's in a fridge and it's cold and fizzy, that's how you're gonna drink it. And he's like, that's how we test if that, maybe we yeah. drink the blend and it, set, it tastes good, warm and flat, but then it might not taste good carbonated and uh, cold. And I just thought that was such a fantastic addition to the the, yeah. the whole concept. Yeah, good choice, Jeff. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five years ago, because when we used to brew the uh, Trois Yeah. sometimes we're like, 
Where's the breath? It's been aging for seven <laughs> months. Where's the breath? It normally aged for six months only. And when carbonated, we're like, oh man, there's so much breath in it. So we're like, what what can we do to be able to have the a taster that is closer to the real product mm. than just flat beer and hot beer? Because even when we cold it, it's not like when it's carbonated. Because no. the CO2 is such a part of the taste and the, the flavor just pop out from yeah. the, uh, with the carbonation. So we started to buy some soda stream thing do it uh, with hands and there was not good quality of carbonation but at least we had some carbonation it's there close. but we modified the system and now we have exact carbonation oh, yeah yeah almost like we want it in the bottle we don't go wow. up to 3.5 like we do in bottle but mm-hmm. at least we go up to three so we're very close to the final product that's amazing that makes it so much easier to blend because we're so close to the real product that will come out in a few months so uh, no, it's so smart. The, I think it's one of the best moves with, with the share. Does, does, do other people do that? Uh, a few in Ontario now. Really? <laughs> yeah, because oh, uh, two okay, years ago, the, the, uh, Pierre-Paul went to the uh, OCB. Uh, your, uh, OCB, Ontario Craft Brewers Conference. Yeah. Yep. And within the conference on the barrel aging. And he told people to do that, to use SodaStream to be able to get the real fun product while aging. So he's changing the game. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, bro, like I, I was that was probably my biggest takeaway of the day. That was the most like, crazy thing I've seen today. And I just thought it makes like logically, it just makes so much sense. And I hope brewers are watching and listening and like, yo, like so. carbonate your <laughs> shit, put them in a can, like make it cold and, and test it out. It's just so cool, man. It's fantastic. I love it. And it's so quick. It I, takes I a few seconds. And then like maybe like 30 minutes in the fridge. Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes in the freezer. If you really want to get to it, yeah. it's good to go. Exactly. How do you feel about a lightning round? Are you ready? Uh, I think so. I feel like you look ready right now. Uh, after a few pints, I should be good. You should be good. <laughs> English is just getting better. Your English is getting Beautiful. better by the second. Yeah. You've been flawless, bro. Yeah. Flawless. Um, what's flawless? Uh, hey, uh, I don't even know what that would be in French. What's flaw? How do you say flaw? Mm. It's commodity. Comment on the floor. I don't know, man. Traduce it. Like floor, like floor, like a problem. Let's see. Sans effort. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Without effort or something? Without effort? Yeah, effortless. Effortless? Okay, well, what is a floor? Like a floor is like an error or a problem in a thing. So a beer has a floor. Like, oh, diacetyl is a floor. What's that called? A default. 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 Like a default. Yeah. Default. So, 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 French lessons as well, French guys. Lessons, yeah. Yeah. This is BOS teaches you French. In French, we say bière. C'est une bière. La bière. I love it. What is your... Right. It's all we're getting. It's all you're getting. Um, <laughs> what is your guilty pleasure beer? A beer you would be embarrassed to admit to a beer nerd that you enjoy. It's tough, huh? Oh man, I don't know. I respect that. <laughs> I really don't know, man. I get them. Do, do you like? You don't like any shit beers because you drink good beers all the time. No, but. Last week I had a Sam Adams 76. How was it? That that's, was good. That's craft. Uh, yeah, but that's 
That's the only thing I would say about kombucha. Yeah. No, I don't have any. <laughs> no, don't have it. Do you know what? I respect that. Uh, what is the opposite? A beer you would decline under any circumstances. You went to a barbecue uh, and someone said, hey, man, would you like one of these? And you're like, bourbon barrel imperial style. <laughs> That's very anti-Quebec of you. Uh, no, man. Quebec but... loves this shit, bro. <sighs> Everyone loves this shit. Like a few <laughs> weeks ago, we, we did the... Um, I party with some retailers and we invite them to the rodeo and everything. And the guy bringing a bottle from California is like, oh man, that's a $70 bottle. That's a bourbon and pearl. So I was like, oh fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no, not today. Oh. Not today. No, no. Uh, I'm not good at malt and like roast beer. Mm. It's not happening. Yeah. Not even like a little bit. Not even a taster. Well, taster. Just to be nice. I'm very drunk and it's very cold outside. You're like, fine. Not often. Je comprends. What was your gateway beer? What was the beer that got you into craft beer? Ah, René Bad Grand Cru. Yeah? Yeah. When I went to Belgium, that's pretty fancy. The only beer I bought twice and I was like, wow. What is this? Sour beer. That's the first time I had that. Like, oh, okay, beer can taste like that. Because the only beer I think Quebec at that time was like 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. I knew uh, well, Monson hate those totally. Of course. Uh, but when I discovered Unibrew, it's like, oh, wow, it's interesting. And the, the microbrewery scene started to come out in Quebec. But when I got to Benjamin, and the first sour beer, was like, wow, that's insane. We were like, <laughs> yeah. Rodenbuck is, is it? You said it was sour? Is Rodenbuck sour? I thought it was like a Trappist. Ah, uh, Rodenbuck is a red Flanders sour. So uh, right. it's sour, but sometimes you guys like that sour. Oh, it's a Flanders red. Yeah, okay, I'm Flanders. sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe think of something else. But a Rodenbuck is not uh, the perfect Flanders red. Okay. The best Flanders red I ever had is Cuvée de Jacobin. Yeah? That from, is amazing. Yeah. Cuvée de Jacobin is from, uh, I think it's Jacobin Brewery. That's the one? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the, the one. And the Flanders from Belgium also. But that's the perfect red Flanders. Yeah. Uh, I have a control. Yeah. It's we, just need Belgium, we need to go to Belgium. We need to do a Belgian trip. Yeah, you have to yes. do that. I, I keep hearing Such that. small countries. Yeah, right. It's easy. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. you can yeah, almost yeah. walk yeah. everywhere. <laughs> the whole country. Just walk around Belgium. <laughs> yeah. um, what's your favorite beer style and least favorite beer style? Uh, favorite would be Altgers. Okay. And the least favorite would be Imperial style. <laughs> <laughs> we have a consistent thing right here. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite beer city, destination, or country? Where do you like oh, to go man. for beer? Colorado was amazing. Colorado? Colorado was just like. Yeah, yeah Colorado was awesome. Yeah, it's fun because every time I travel to the United States, it's like IPAs, 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 IPAs. IPAs are great, but you get tired of when we get some hops. And when I went to Colorado with uh, Philip and Piapo, we did that trip three years ago there. It was like, no crazy sour beer, barrel age, some pilsners also. But uh, yeah, Colorado was good. very nice. Yeah, Colorado is the best. Well, the, the area was nice, but Where'd Denver was such it's a nice Denver? city. Yeah, it's great. Huh? Yeah, I went to Denver, Fort Collins. We went to almost all the big cities in uh, Colorado. Yes. What uh, was your favorite brewery out there? I love, we love Colorado. Ah, well, man, the favorite brewery. It's a big call. Uh, we didn't went to brewery, but we went to his like a uh, real place of uh, Crooked Stave. Oh, you went to Crooked Stave? Yeah. Oh, well, the, the retail place, but yeah. not the, the brewery. That was nice. Um, I love Crooked Stave. We also went to, well, New Belgium was just fun to visit because of the people. Huge, there. right? Yeah, they so seem cool. So when we arrived there, like, everybody knew us. 
Yeah. You just really called them like 15 minutes ago and told them, ah, we're brewers from Quebec. We like to visit the brewery. Wow, man. We had three days of insane thing to get out of the city and get some stuff, beer. Uh, I don't know, man. That was uh, an instant moment. I really like it. That's amazing. And they got some great beer, also. Yeah, right? I love Colorado. It's just such a beautiful place. Oh, ah, yeah. Cool the mindset vibe. over there is just. It's chill. It's cool. life. Yeah. It's kind of like Quebec a bit. Like, if it was just, hey, man, chill. It's okay. Let's go mountain biking. Let's go yeah. skiing. Like, that way. They love that shit. They're just chilling. They're having yeah, a good time. Yeah, good way from there. Yeah, right? Uh, what's the first beer you ever brewed? First beer I ever brewed as a home brewer. I have to admit it. It's a stout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A stout. That's unexpected. Yep. But I used to love it a long time ago. <laughs> a lot has changed. Yeah. But at least it was like a dry stout. Okay. So not an imperial one. Not an imperial. No, no, no. We don't want that. We don't want that. Uh, what is the favorite and least favorite style to brew? Ah, uh, favorite style to brew, I would say the session IPA. Yeah. Oh man, I love it. Just because brew it is easy, but when you do the up back, oh man, the smell that came out it's of beautiful. there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the least I like to brew it's the, well, Imper- our uh, oatmeal style, the uh, Bête Noir and the uh, Roscos. It's a um, brown ale, but uh, there's so much oatmeal in it. It's messy. It, yeah, and we got so much uh, stock mash with yeah. that beer. Yeah. In the new brewery, we had uh, a lot of problem with uh, the first five, six batches with stock mash like all the Bad. time. Yeah, now we do have uh, the grinder that is well adjusted to okay. be able to make it easier, but it's uh, a she beer to brew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the worst beer you've ever made? The worst beer I've made? An Imperial Stout? No, we never done that. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> That's tough, huh? Well, we did some, like, a Belgian pale ale sometime. That was not that great. No? No. But it was, like, straight Belgian pale ale. No breads in it. Not no, 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 nothing fun. That was like okay, but nothing more. Okay, <laughs> at best. Yeah. Um, what music do you listen to when you brew? Oh, love songs. Yeah. Because when I arrive in the morning, so normally uh, I bring the kids to the kindergarten, so I arrive a little bit later, and Mark is already in the brewery. And man, who Mark songs? What's he playing? What's he playing? <laughs> Uh, like, they were pretty wild today. Those dudes just yelling and screaming. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that was crazy. Alex music. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, wow, these guys yeah, are that's good stuff. insane. <laughs> but uh, Mark is always in like old songs from the 80s and 90s. So, but, uh, mix. <laughs> that's what yeah. that's normally when we around. But if, it's uh, always had, different. So. Always different? Uh, if you had control, what would you play? Uh, some punk music. Some punk? Oh, yeah, some punk. Okay, all yeah. Time. You about that? Okay, I respect that. You see, on the Saturday night, we'll go uh, see Melancon in the Tree Rivers. Oh, yeah? I'll bring my son there. That's yeah. going to be awesome, man. Yeah. yeah the youngest one is only three years old, but he loves <laughs> punk so much. <laughs> Can you take a three-year-old to a punk show? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We bring him throw to Bad Religion last pits. year. Just throw him, yeah. Last year, we bring him to Bad Religion. It was his first show. No shit. Man, I like that. <laughs> Yo, start him early, right? Start him early. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is your favorite hop? Mosaic. Classic. Mosaic is insane, man. Can't go wrong, right? Oh, yeah. Ever. It's 
the the taste with that ups is just like so glorious, wild, right? It's yeah. insane. Many ups you have like okay, you get that taste or that taste, but this one is like everything. Ah, yeah, you can use a bittering, aroma, dry up. Doesn't oh. matter. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's gonna one be the perfect awesome. up, right? Yeah, yeah. That one and um, well, Galaxy. Of course, it's Galaxy. <laughs> Australia represent. Uh, what does your family think of your job? Ah, oh, they like it. They love it. Ah, oh, yeah. No. They drink beer. My father is, I think, the best customer of the. <laughs> you used to only drink Heineken. Not anymore, though. Oh, no one anymore. No, that's for sure. Every time I go home, he's like, Matty, bring me those bottles of that. But he really got into happy beer, but now it's sour beers. And uh, I don't know, my family is very proud of that because uh, all our family have always been in business since five generations, but right. they've been in the meat business. Hmm. I'm the first one in the beer business, but they, so they very really happy. enjoy it. Oh, yeah, and my wife is so happy with that because well, I finally find a way to love what I do. That's great, man. That's what you want, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and the last one, what is your favorite adjunct? What's the your favorite um, thing you like to put in beer? Hmm. The answer is lactose. Yeah. How do you feel about lactose? lactose? But fruits? No, those. lactose. Like milk sugar. Ah, no, no, we don't do that. No. Are you team lactose or no? You don't like lactose? Well, we just don't use lactose. How do you feel about lactose? I don't know, man. I never use that and almost never drink beer with that. Uh, What's going on? We have a, a joke thing where we call it like team lactose because there's a bunch of people who hate it in Quebec. Okay. So me and my got one from me, like me and one friend are like team lactose and then we have a Twitter account called team lactose. <laughs> so we love milkshake IPAs and stuff. <laughs> Most people hate it. Do you not? Are you into it or no? It's okay. You can say if you well, want. No, no. I love lactose and no, those milkshake IPA. That's for sure. You do? But uh, it's maybe. not uh, <laughs> it's my favorite adjunct. Uh, that's okay. okay. So, you know what? As long as... Would you be on Team Lactose? Nah, I think I would be on Team Lactose. Yes! <laughs> I didn't expect that from, from Alafruit. Uh, I'm going to text these boys and tell them right now. Okay, continue. <laughs> what would you be... What would your favorite? Would it be some sort of fruit or... Um, uh, that's fruit. That's for sure. What's your favorite fruit? For beer. Oh, man. Stuff, no? Cherry's great. Cherry's but great. Plums, man. If we could be able to get some plums, <laughs> man. Those yellow plums from Ontario. Yeah. Woof. Oh, man, There's great. a bunch of good ones. Bell was using them a bunch in like Jelly King and some other stuff. <sighs> That's great. Those man. plums are sick. So, oh, so tart. Oh, you yeah. guys would kill it with them. Have you guys ever done like apricot? No. You guys no, they're too expensive here. In really? Quebec. We're not able to buy some. And the good quality plums is hard to have. We, uh, well, today we put in, uh, we got out from uh, Oak Barrels some uh, peaches, uh, Limbic style beer. Nice. So we did age the peaches. Uh, there was a uh, one year old uh, barrel aged beer that we put some peaches for six months in it. It's uh, organic peaches that we got from the uh, Okanagan Valley, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're from Canada. Sick. Ones, yeah, so BC. That's sick. That would be amazing. Yes, peaches are such a great, great uh, food for that. Yeah, stone and fruits are amazing. Anything with stone, right? Any melons or like, but I feel like apricots, even nectarines are pretty cool, but apricots are like, if you can, this, the, the, this, now I've drank so many more of your beers, I understand more of what you're doing. And I'm like, I feel like you could like make it so sick with uh, uh, nice. some apricots. Apricots <laughs> and plums, man. Wow. Yeah, plums, apricots would be the, the main two for sure. Oh, kill it. Raspberry are great also. Yeah, raspberries yeah. are great, as, you, as we can tell. 
Yeah, with a sour word, raspberry just works so perfectly. Right. No, you see, we uh, we didn't talk about the uh, QA10, which is our uh, 10th beer anniversary. No, which one's that? Uh, this one was like um, uh, limbic based beer, so oh. uh, not spontaneous, but uh, controlled fermentation. That time. we use some like limbic blend yeast to age a beer, and we put some. And the first version was only uh, raspberry and cherry. Okay, that was great. But we did a second version with. We kept the old raspberry, the old cherry. We did some new barrels with those fruit, but we also had blueberry and strawberry. And the four mixed together, wow, that was insane. The strawberry is funny because when you uh, age beer on it, it smells strawberry. It doesn't taste too much, but the nose, man. Wow. That's crazy, right? Oh, yeah, oh, strawberry totally so good. PPC was telling us about this one. So, sorry, it was blueberry, strawberry, raspberry, and cherry. cherry. Yeah. And he said, instead of doing them separately, you put them all together because it would just work well. Yeah. We yes, aged them separately, but then, but then you combine them. Because you could have done four separate beers, but he yeah. said that all of them just work so well together. Is that beer done? That guy's gone? Uh, we have a few bottles left. In the, okay, uh, like in the library. In the special room. Yeah, the special room. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah, because now at the show, we have like an aging room for yeah, special bottles. Special like ones. And like a library. A lot of breweries I've seen yeah. have like a full library of like stuff they've kept for everything they've done because you need to keep everything yeah well Much some of them have been drinked <laughs> did you when you were in Fort Collins I, the one that comes to mind we went to Odell we did a podcast yeah. with Odell yeah, and they did. took us on the tour and they, they there was this full room probably it was it was relatively large and that was their library room and it was like a free like a fridge and they had just like these cases of just beer, like just back to the ceiling, like twice as big as the ceiling and stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> it was so much shit. I was like, damn, how do you not even, I think it was more just to like reference, but I can understand because you'd be like, oh, this 10 year beer, we should just crack that right now. Uh, <laughs> That's a problem with barrel aids. There's only so much stuff and you can't make it again. Exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. It's always a little bit changing, but I think we master some of our regular products, like the Rouge de Bikinag, the Matthew yep. Wine, uh, the QV Western. Well, it will always be a changing beer because it's uh, some are continuous, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. some control. But uh, well, yeah, yeah, we have the lab um, library, so only for like testing for six months, all our canning, uh, make all sure it's good. Product. But uh, we have a special place in the Dichet for aging some bottles. And uh, at our uh, 10th anniversary, we got some bottles out that were five years old. Nice. Some were like so totally insane. And some were, okay, yeah, we should have drank them three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some were just perfect, yeah. Oh, but it's a guess when you age beer. That's it, man. Like, I, I feel like the whole barrel aging thing is, is such a gamble. Yeah. And it's... Sometimes it works out. Well, that's well, at least uh, we have so much barrel, and we I think two or three in the drain. That's it. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good record. You've you've got a system from what we saw today. Like you have a really strong system to make sure that everything works well, and you know it couldn't be better. Yeah, that's the joy of working with a whole lot of engineer. Yeah, man. Smart. They uh, used to be in electricity, and now they're yeah, they're in the beer, beer making the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, it's beautiful. Good place man. for engineer, right? <laughs> I know. I noticed uh, when PPC had that uh, that ring, that uh, yeah. engineer's yeah, ring. Engineers have I just because we knew that dude, that Apple, Andrew, well, Apple. Yeah, Philippe, Francis, Pierre Paul. Uh, Everyone's. Oh. I think I'm the only one in Alex that are not engineer. Wow, <laughs> Jeez, get on it, bro. What's going on? Get your engineer degree. Come on, <laughs> man. It's 
too much time spent at the university drinking beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can drink it well, but yeah, you know what? You need that ring. Yeah. Makes you just get one made, and they won't even know. Maybe when I'll be 60, I'll get that degree. I don't know. Yeah, that's the rush. <laughs> Clearly, you're doing quite well. Um, that was pretty much it we had today. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about, bro? Mm, no, I think we're good. I think we did pretty well, man. Look, yeah. seriously, thank you so much for your time, bro. So fun, Genuine man. pleasure. Uh, where can the people find um, Alafruit online? Online? Yeah, where, where's the... Um, uh, well, we have our website. Yeah, what's the website? Uh, okay. Uh, we also have our Facebook at Alafruit. Yeah. And uh, I think it's microbrasserie underscore Alafruit on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Mm never been on Instagram for a while that's why my cloud is with us now. that's why she's doing a great job I have a Facebook since 10 years and that's my girlfriend that created it and I didn't yeah. put anything on it so yeah, that's uh, it that's, an, like, all the yeah, that's uh, something we had to have someone to do it because none of us are on Facebook it's, and Instagram it's a lot of work <laughs> it's a whole lot of work and don't have time never that man right We don't have time to drink beer. We're trying to make and drink beer. beer so. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's why you have people to do it. Yeah. Um, a genuine pleasure. This has been <laughs> such a cool experience as being here. So uh, we drank all the fucking fire beer and I'm looking forward to having some uh, good food. So guys, yeah, thank you so much. We should have that one now. I think we, we could definitely do that. Yeah. yeah we, we should totally crush that. Uh, thank you guys for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, may smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio so you can check very attractive gentlemen like Uncle Matthew right here. Talk about craft <laughs> beer in Quebec. That is it, y'all. We'll see you in the next episode. Get in ya. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>